Hello and welcome to In at Break, a discussion on all things education. You can call me Mr B. I teach sport and business in a further education college. And I'm Mr T and I'm a primary school teacher. Each week one of us is going to ask the other a question about education. It might be serious, it might be silly, but we'll give you our take on it. We're going to decide who asks the question with a good old-fashioned coin toss. I'll flip it and you call it. Here we go. Hi guys, welcome to uh, In A Break. <laughs> welcome back, we've had some technical issues and my brain broke. <laughs> um, this is our third hands up episode, which means that this is episode 30, which is huge. <clears throat> Thank you guys for sticking around, those of you who have been here since episode one, and for those of you who are just joining us. For the hands up episode, we answer your questions, so you can uh, send us in your questions to inatbreak at gmail.com, or you can contact us uh, on Twitter, which two of our questions have come in this time from Twitter. Thank you very much. Uh, at in a break. So, the first question I'm going to do is one of our Twitter ones. And I thought it was quite an interesting one to get started, which is, what is the worst kept secret in teaching? So the worst kept secret in teaching? Oh, geez. Um, do, do you have an answer? You want to... I had, I, when I saw it, my initial idea was reports. Obviously, like, there's, there's the people who are like, oh, yeah, they just copy and paste the reports for different people and change the names. Which technically right what i would say is this there are aspects of that that are true because if i've got a group of five children who are all very similar ability and they all have the same targets why would i rewrite the same thing five times so you do use aspects of it like especially um when i'm writing a report i will be looking at like the the year two or key to end of key stage one goals that they're meant to be hitting so i'll be using a lot of the same language so if i'm like oh right i'm about to write about i don't know using capital letters and full stops correctly i've already written about that let me go and find that on the other report copy and paste that bit over and put it in so you don't copy and paste like massive paragraphs you son of a bitch like, <laughs> you son uh, of a bitch but you don't you don't you know i'm not like <clears throat> facing whole paragraphs but definitely like certain sentences that you know, apply to both, you would, you would just copy and paste it across, but it, it's still personalized. I'm not doing it because it doesn't apply to that person. I'm just not rewriting the same thing again and again. So it's half true. I think you can tell by the look on my face that I have for a year and a bit now been writing all of my reports from scratch. You, <laughs> you sucker. Yeah. Yeah. No, I've never done that. Jesus. So, okay. That's your worst kept secret in teaching. And it was brand new to me. I didn't realize that at all. Um, oh, I suppose for me, actually, it's that, um, I don't know whether I'm on the right track with this one or not, but that every teacher I've encountered so far is a fascist dictator in waiting and just loves the power and, uh, loves the power they have in their classroom. What the fuck? What the fuck? Maybe it's just the people I work with, but like, yeah, yeah what? my 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 word is the law, and uh, and and I guess that's like what students maybe expect teachers to oh be like, and, and, and thus far all of the teachers I've encountered have fallen into that trap. That's <laughs> like the stereotypical old school teacher, right? Like, I'm gonna smack the ruler down on the table, yeah, and you will pay <clears throat> attention to me, or I'll throw the rubber at you, blackboard yeah. teacher. Like, good lord, that what the hell? Sense. That's pretty much exactly what That's a lot of my colleagues are like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not I guess that much, would be. Not so much my department, because three quarters of my department are uh, under the age of 40. Um, but there are some other departments where they're like, all of them over the age of 60. Mm. And it's very much like my way or the highway type thing. 
Right. Uh, which feeds in exactly, I would think, to what students would have as an image for teachers. Yeah, sure. Um, the other the other kind of worst-kept secret, I suppose, is that um, certainly in our instance, canteen food is shit. Oh, sucker. Uh, to be fair, okay, right, I, I'm half with you because in my last school, the, the canteen food wasn't great. It was not great. But in this, I mean, but I guess the difference is private versus state. In my state school, it was shit. It was like a jacket potato and a bit of beans, and that's your lot. And what the best blag of all time that has been just completely pulled over everyone's eyes is the um, the like healthy option salad cart, which is basically they put like croutons and fucking <laughs> and fucking bread and like just like cold pasta and then like some cucumber and some tomatoes. <clears throat> and then yeah. the kids obviously don't go anywhere near the cucumbers and tomato. Load up on all the fucking carbs, and they're like, "Yep." There's my salad. There's my healthy choice for the day. So well, we had we had budget cuts last year, and the first thing to go from the canteen was the salad cart. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like it's gone. That's it. We cannot afford lettuce. Yeah, Sorry. Yeah, exactly. So the, the other two questions are both about parents, and I thought they were both quite interesting. So the first one, also from Twitter, thank you guys for sending them. Uh, said, has there ever been a time that a parent has gone too far? yeah i'm living through one of those right now um we've got a student whose attendance is less than 50 percent um he had until recently not handed a single bit of work in like homework or official assignment uh and the work that he did hand in was either absolutely awful or 100% plagiarized and um, so we raised it and this student had had problems the year before as well disciplinary problems the year before and we raised it and we raised it and we raised it and we pushed and pushed and pushed and we said like look you know you've got to engage you've got to get involved and eventually it came to a disciplinary point where it was like look you've got to get involved you've got to come to this meeting your parents can come as well if you don't stick to the plan at this meeting, you'll you'll be removed from the college, and uh, the parent comes along and goes fucking ballistic at the meeting, I'm trying to defend the indefensible at this point. But an an action plan is agreed, and the student <clears throat> is given two weeks to kind of start showing evidence he's sticking to the plan. He doesn't, and he hands in a piece of work, but instead of the entire piece of work being plagiarized the first 25 percent of it is four slides of work the entire first slide is plagiarized word for word from a government website and so i raised this and i'm like that you agreed you wouldn't do this anymore and straight away the very first page is plagiarized and I said, look, this is just breaking the, the terms and conditions. Like, it doesn't really show us that you're taking it seriously. Oh, man. So this went out in an email to the student. Jesus Christ, his mum went absolutely nuts. Calls me up, says, I'm, I'm absolutely, Mr. B, I'm completely aware of the paragraph you're talking about. And I told him, don't worry, it's good work that you've done for the rest of it. You can just leave that first paragraph in. And I said, well, that's a bit silly, isn't it? Yeah, like, why'd you do that? <laughs> I was like, okay, so you've, you've told your son 
that he previously stole four cars and that was bad but now he's only stolen one car so that's okay because it's it's a much bigger improvement or maybe last time he stole the car and this time he's just stolen all the hubcaps and that's just absolutely fine like and i said it's a bit silly to to encourage that kind of behavior and um you know it really shows quite a lot of disrespect for education and the college and the department that it's you know, it's not even like trying to hide it in the assignment. It's the very first page. And um, I said, it's interesting that you know exactly the paragraph and the, the slides or the paragraphs in the slide that I'm talking about. Because, you know, that would mean like you definitely looked at his work. And I know full well that this parent has done the work for the, the student. Right. She's, like it's not even... The rest of the work, it's not his language. Like, it's, you know. And she said, well, you know, I mean, I just think he produced an outstanding piece of work that I'm absolutely positive is worth a pass. I said, that's that's really interesting. What is it that you do again uh, for a living? I'm a teacher. Oh, my God. I said, okay, okay. So as a teacher. Teachers you... where? <clears throat> like, in, in a school? Yeah, in a school. And I said, as a teacher, do you not find it a bit concerning that your son would just copy and paste work and put it into his assignment? Oh, well, I think you can agree, Mr. B, we've all done some copy and pasting in our time. I said, no, no, not what for assignments. An no, absolute um, psycho. <clears throat> I said, I've not copy and pasted anything in any of my assignments, actually. And she goes, oh, oh well, I, I have. And, you know, I mean, I think in moderation, I don't see what's wrong with it. And I was just like, right. <laughs> And then she follows this chat up with another email. So I've emailed her. Then I've called. Then she called me, and then I've followed up with an email summarizing it. So I've got a paper trail. And she emails back and says, "Just to let you know, I have no intention of engaging with any of the leadership at the college. Uh, I will only speak to my son's tutors, yourself, the other tutors in the department, uh, his other subject tutors." I will not engage with leadership. I will not engage with like counselors or progression mentors. Um, stop waiting for my son to trip himself up so that he can be removed from the college and just get on with teaching him. Um, and I just thought, wow, like, okay, cool. That's just going wow. too far now. Um, and I mean, her son just doesn't want to be there. He said to members of staff, he said to three different members of staff, I absolutely don't want to be at college. I'd much rather go out and get a job. Right. I just so want to go out and get a job. And he's like, I don't want to be here. I want to get a job, but my mum won't let me go and get a job. And it's like, oh, great. So now great. you're so in this position. So we're torturing the kid for another like couple of months till he turns 18. And then he's just going to fuck off. Yeah, and of I can't blame him because it sounds awful. But that's, that's my instance of a parent going too far because that woman like, I'm all for supporting your your child. I'm all for like standing up for them, but that woman is just causing problems now mm-hmm. for her child. I don't know. What about you? So <clears throat> this this one didn't actually happen to me, but I was speaking to one of the teachers from my old school, and uh, she was saying that a te- <laughs> basically it was the week before half term. So we our, our half term in the UK means that we have <clears throat> uh, a one week off. And basically, two days before the half term, 
uh, a boy in the class got pulled out of the got pulled out he wasn't in school so obviously right now with all the covid procedures we then have to immediately ask like what's going on and she was like oh yeah he's developed a bit of a cough so i wanted to keep him off school no worries no questions asked fine you're doing the right thing please make sure you go and get a test she's like yeah yeah no worries i'll get a test um i'll let you know friday no contact whatsoever from her obviously it's the weekend so no contact monday no contact from her at all the school like what's going on tuesday wednesday no contact whatsoever she, holiday? she has not she has not contacted at all thursday friday nothing saturday sunday nothing so now it's been a whole week where she's had no contact with the school after saying this then she's off he, she's off for another week so the boy's now missed the whole of the half term which obviously he's not meant to be in but then he's now missed the whole week after that and he fucking rocks up on the next Monday with a, with a tan. Yeah. With a new haircut, with new pierced ears, with a new necklace around his neck. You know, like the, the classic, like the, the beaded necklace. Yeah. And uh, they're like, where have you been? And he was like, oh, I went to Turkey. <laughs> and they phoned up mum to be like, what are you doing? And she's like, that didn't happen. Then they're like, he's coming in with a tan and he's saying you went to Turkey. And she was like, no, nah, it didn't happen. And they were like, listen, I don't care really that you went on holiday. What I care about is that he's not isolating now. He's just come back. He's saying he came back yesterday. He needs to be isolating. You, you cannot just walk in from Turkey and be here. She was like, no, 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 he's not isolating. He needs to be back at school. He's already falling behind. So I need him in, blah, 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 which already is stupid as hell. Wow. And then uh, apparently she um, tried to bring him in and then apparently got showed the door by the head teacher who was like, he's not coming into school, so you better take him home because he's, he needs to be isolating. And then she isolated for about two days and then sent him in the day after that. And they were just like, fuck it, we're not going to fight this anymore. But oh man, like unreal that the balls to do that, to be like, I am gonna, like in the middle of a pandemic, I'm just fully going to take advantage of this like l- loophole in the system. <laughs> yeah, loophole whenever like, it comes. There's no loophole there. Yeah, That's right. Just, I'm going to screw everybody yeah. for my holiday. Oh, well, and the, what sucks is that the teacher was like, "I've got a vulnerable family member at home, so if you if she's tested positive and this has all gone wrong, and this is why she's not speaking to us because it, she's like, you know, she's laying in a bed and she can't even <clears> text. Then I need to know so I can get a test done so I can make sure that I'm not going to, you know, destroy my family." So, you know, that's mad to do that. But the balls to come in and be like, that didn't happen. My son's lying. While that's he's there with a tan. Amazing. Like, come that's on, man. Well, we've got a sunbed at home and he, was, he just really <laughs> loves it. For two weeks. <clears throat> what about the the ears, like seashell necklace? <laughs> uh, he's just very fond of those. He used, his, he used his pocket money to buy them through Amazon. Just fucking <clears throat> unreal. Absolutely unreal, the balls to that. So the last one we got was an email and the subject title for the email was something like for Mr. B and the other guy. Love it. I love it. When you sent me this screenshot, I loved it so much. So how does it feel? How's it feel? Other guy. Good Lord. The, 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 the BM, the bad manners. <laughs> also, Mr. T is not even hard to remember. I know. I was going to say, it's not like it was like, uh, hi, I'm Mr. B, and this is my partner, Mr. TQZ S45Q4. 
<laughs> it's like, no, it's not. It's Mr. B and Mr. T. It's not hard. So, yeah. <clears throat> but you know. I think I think I know who it's from. Uh, in fact, I, I know who it's from. And you've been trolled, my friend. <sighs> trolled. Unreal. Well, I hate you. <clears throat> Never contact me again. And we're not reading your question. That's the end of the episode. So thanks, guys, for tuning in. We are going to read your question. <laughs> Don't listen to him. Go the on, question... read it in, in your happiest possible voice, other guy. <laughs> <laughs> the question was do you give nice parents preferential treatment do you want to go yes. first <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it's not it's not exactly like that what i would say is that um my strategy changes depending on whether or not i think that i've got the support of the parent so if i'm working with a child and i know that their parents are not going to be engaged then i have to kind of put a limit to how much i can put into them as far as like, I can do everything I can at school, but I'm not going to bother sending anything home. I'm not going to bother giving you extra work to do. I'm not, and, and equally, I'm not going to do stuff like keep you in at break time to get the extra work done. I'm not going to keep you in at lunchtime to get you that extra work done. You know, like, I think that some parents are just happy to let their kid just kind of coast through school and don't really see it as like an opportunity for education. They just see it as like a thing you've got to do before you go and get your job. So those parents are particularly difficult. What I would say as well on the other side of that is if I have a really good relationship with you as a parent, I am almost certainly going to have a very good relationship with your child. I haven't ever had a really good relationship with a parent and not really gotten on with the child. They, they tend to come hand in hand. So it's not necessarily like if you, if you don't speak to me and we're, if we're not friendly to each other, then I'm not going to be nice to your kid. But what I am going to say is that it doesn't hurt and you know i'm still a human and if if a kid misbehaves but i don't have the support of the parent i might think well you know what uh you know i'll i'll give them the support i can at school but i'm not as fussed about like sending anything home whereas if i know i've got your support i will go to the end of the earth for this kid and i will make sure that they get sent home with everything they need and you know i don't think i don't i don't necessarily think that i give them preferential treatment i think that that wording is wrong i'm definitely not uh, giving anybody an advantage because I get on with your parents. But what I would say is that I will put in more to your child and give you different strategies if your parents are engaging and, you know, are letting me know that they are kind of on board with this. Interesting. I mean, <clears throat> I think we've got very different ends of the spectrum, haven't we? Because you need parents to be engaged in the learning process because home time is so... Um, it's such a formidable kind of tool and amount of time um, for learners to to develop at, at the ages you work with at five and six years old. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I get the opposite end, which is pretty much exactly when humans decide they no longer want anything to do with their parents <laughs> sure. and will do everything they possibly can to not engage with them. Um, right. So a lot of the time when I speak to parents, it is sadly to be the bearer of bad news. Like, hey, just to let you know, your child's not shown up today. Uh, any particular reason why? Uh, and the answers can be, uh, I don't know. I don't see them anymore. They're a piece of shit. I don't want to talk about them. And I'm like, well, that's horrible and awful. Um, right through to, oh, my God, that's terrible. Let me go and see what's going on. Mm -hmm. uh, knock on the bedroom door. What are you still doing here? You're supposed to be in college. You know, you can't be like that blah, blah, and, and very supportive on that side of things. Most parents <clears throat> that we deal with 
barring the one that I spoke about in the question before, most parents that we deal with are incredibly supportive of what we do. Yep. Uh, but they're supportive kind of up to a point, which is like they're supportive when it's talking about the child getting in trouble, talking about a disciplinary process, talking about an issue. But if they get a letter home that says, hey, listen, your child is in danger of actually being kicked out, then it becomes 50-50. Like half the parents are supportive and half the parents are like, don't you dare. Don't you dare kick my child out. Right. And at that point, we have to kind of point out that we've been trying to get your help with this. We've been trying to engage with you. We've been trying to support the student. But when you know their timetable and you're working from home, and you see them come down the stairs at 11.30 in the morning when they were due to have a lesson at 9 o'clock and you don't tell them that they need to go to college, it's very difficult for us to get them in. Mm-hmm. Um, so I tend to have <clears throat> really pleasant initial conversations with parents and they're like totally behind it, really supportive. And I get very much pulled into the whole like, yeah, I'm going to be super supportive of the student super supportive of the family and then the second phone call home which is normally a bit more serious or if the letter goes home like say 50 50 on pushback uh, versus support and when they push back i tend to be like look we're trying really hard and you're pushing back so it's on you now like right. there's only so much i can do to help mm-hmm. um and then the 50 percent who say yeah don't worry, we'll come in for the meetings, we'll get the strategies in place and do engage. Even if the student then doesn't follow the plans, at least that parent is trying. And I feel very much like I I want to try back as well. Right, yeah. It definitely um, it definitely motivates you, doesn't it? Like you know that a yeah. parent is trying. All right, well I'll put a, I'll put all my extra effort I've got into that kid as well then. Yeah, and I, I mean I feel like I've got I've had some real lucky breaks with it. So I feel like I I don't suffer too badly on this one. But I would definitely agree that if a parent is really like lovely and really motivated and really engaged at all points and they realize that like I suppose this is what it comes down to. The parents who push back, I think, have this feeling that I want their child to fail. And right. I don't, nothing could be further from the truth. Like I don't want any student to fail. I, I, I just think that sometimes the student might not be in the right place at the right time doing the right thing and i think that's the case for a lot of 16 17 18 19 year olds is that maybe education is not right for them right then maybe they need a little bit of work placement i don't know but a lot of parents i think um think we want their their child to fail and therefore they push back against us the parents who are lovely i think realize that we're trying really hard with them and the student's just not engaging. And I'll try really hard with them. I'll, I'll go I'll go the extra mile, like you say. But yeah, I, I haven't thus far had any... Uh, I, I work with a guy who used to be in the armed forces, and he says that um, the officer school for the army, uh, they had to put a ban on... Um, they had to put a ban on wealthy parents giving instructors um, gifts at the passing out parade at the end of each at the end of each year or at the end of each group right and he said that you know like just wealthy people would fly in and be like hey my son says that you're his favorite instructor here are the keys to a brand new range rover 
What the fuck? And, uh, and the army, uh, the army officer school had to put a ban on accepting gifts of any kind. Uh, and I can imagine that if you're, if you know that maybe a, a wealthy parent is going to come and do that uh, at the end of a year, maybe you push that a little bit harder to, yeah. help that, to help support that student and to engage with that parent. It's it's never going to happen where I work. Like <laughs> it's just never ever going to happen where I work. But um, I can imagine that like. You know, then I wonder if you'll ever get it because you work at a private school now, and by its very nature, there that means there is going to be a bit more income. And I wonder if you're ever going to encounter a parent who will be like, "Hey, Mr. T, you're my kid's favorite teacher. Here's a gift. Make sure you continue to be my kid's favorite teacher. <laughs> We're good." I wonder if that will ever happen to you. I know I'd that's be very interested. Because like, you know, we get we get Christmas gifts, which is very nice. It's always, you know, it's never like expected to get a gift from a parent, but it's always like, wow, okay, cool, that's very nice. And you do tend to get gifts from parents who you get on with. So, if you were like truly diehard about getting like vouchers at the end of the year, or you really want a free bottle of wine, then yeah, you could be like, you know, I'm really gonna fucking work hard so I can get that gift. But it's a very bizarre thing to like. It's a very weird motivator if that's what you're doing it for. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think that if anybody tried to essentially bribe me or like butter me up that way, I would be very quick to be like, I'm gonna go and speak to my head teacher and be like, what the fuck is going on? That can't happen. It's quite funny because teenagers like you know, I deal with have suddenly discovered a kind of betting and wagering. And so quite a lot of the time they'll be like, oh, Mr. B, I bet you five pounds. You can't do this. And it's like, okay, I'm, I'm not going to bet you five pounds on this because in essence, I'm not going to encourage gambling. <laughs> but the reality is, is you're shit at the thing that you've just mentioned to me and I'm very good at it. So <laughs> what you're actually offering me is a bribe of five pounds and, <laughs> and I'm just not willing to take it. So, and also, what are you going to do if they don't pay up? You're going to just fucking like hunt them down and be like, where's my five quid? Hey, yeah, I, I, your son's not giving me the five quid. You need to get that five quid in. It's not happening. Fail them. Simple. <laughs> You're yeah, right. Fail them. Yeah, you, you fail one assignment per pound that you owe me. Nice. <laughs> and that's your year done. <laughs> yeah. So uh, my little question I was going to ask you, I just want to hear a number just because... I just want to hear what it is. 42. Out of 10. 42. I don't think it's 42. Out of 10, how would you rate this term? How's it gone for you out of 10? Fuck that. Like, uh, before this week, before this week, we were cruising at like one and a half. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, I was expecting you to be like eight. Like, eight. Yeah. Before this week, we were cruising at one and a half. Like the only way it could have been lower would have been if I'd had a, a nosebleed for the entire term. <laughs> um, I, f- I feel like uh, I've just, I just a term to you, to forget. Then really, I mean, do you ever? <laughs> I feel I, like, <clears throat> and this this might this might resonate with people, right? But. Uh, have you ever watched a relative, an older relative, go? An older relative sees you playing a video game, let's say Call of Duty, and goes, "Oh, can I have a go? Can you teach me?" And you're like, "Okay, oh Jesus, okay, great, here we go." Um, right, you use this stick to look around, and you use this stick to move your person, and that's to fire the gun. 
and all that your older relative does is run straight into the first wall whilst looking straight up at the sky and then just spin around in a circle whilst pulling the trigger. And it just becomes really annoying. And obviously, uh, it's it's not very effective at doing anything other than being shit. Um, that is pretty much how I felt this whole term. Every time I've tried to do something good, I feel like it's ended up like that. Every every person I've worked with is someone who's already running into a wall or a corner, spinning around, looking up at the sky, pulling the trigger and dragging me in with them. And and up until this week, this week has been really good. This week's been excellent. And I feel like it's because I've had minimal contact with other members of staff and maximal contact with students. So we're up to a 10. This week has been like probably cruising at like an eight. Let's so say. what we average it out what like six? No, six well, I mean, seven? yeah, I mean, you one week <laughs> out of fourteen is it an yeah. eight? Yeah, yeah, thirteen weeks out of fourteen. It's like a five point five. So you know, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. Five point five. <laughs> what, I just what? wanted to know what yours would be. <laughs> what what about you? But I'm, oh. I, I, there's nothing really that I can oh. improve on in terms of like, oh, fuck off. Everything, everything <laughs> just went <laughs> perfectly. I had no nosebleeds. My term's been a 10. Yes. Yeah, okay. So you're the guy who's like playing esports Call of Duty who comes into my game where everyone's just <laughs> running around looking up walls and all this kind of stuff. And you just come in and like bam headshot, bam, dude. Headshot. I do kind, of, I do kind of feel like the kid who got like an A plus on his test, and I walked over to someone and gone like, oh, what did you get? And they go, oh, I got a D. And I go, oh, cool. I just got an A plus. Yeah, I got an A plus <laughs> in my test. What did you get? I uh, didn't mean to do that. I, I accidentally ate my test paper. <laughs> <clears throat> Not my dog. And then it was and, me. And then it turns out I developed ulcerative colitis, <laughs> and now I've got a major medical problem. Right. <laughs> Merry Christmas, everyone. (laughs) (laughs) No, but I've got to say, um, and this can be a bit of, uh, this can be like my from the classroom for this week. Uh, So my week, my week did start off shaky. uh, (laughs) Literally at the end of the first lesson, it turns out one of my students had come to college with an open bottle of vodka. (laughs) Where do you work? Where do you work? What is this? And this is amazing. So when confronted by a member of staff, yeah. <laughs> a member of staff goes, okay, we've had a report that you've got a bottle of vodka in your bag. Is this true? Would you be willing? Would you be willing to show me your bag? Now, if the kid goes, no, you can't look in my bag, there's nothing we can do about it. Absolutely right. nothing we can do about it. Kid goes, no, I haven't got a bottle of vodka in my bag. You can have a look if you like. Okay. Opens the main compartment of the bag. There's two members of staff watching at this point as well. Opens the main compartment of the bag. See, look, nothing in there. The other member of staff goes, what about that front pouch there? He goes, oh, no, there won't be anything in there. Unless my friend put something in there. My friend might have put something in my bag. Opens, check. The front, opens the front pouch. Lo and behold, 
there's a there's a bottle of vodka that's open, partially drunk, and he goes, "Oh, my friend's a real bastard. He knows how much I hate drinking." <laughs> <coughs> and uh, <coughs> and at this point, the staff are like, "You know what? <laughs> we, we, we right. We're going to take you over to reception. We're going to call the duty head, and they're going to deal with this." Um, but seriously, what are you doing? Um, <laughs> that's that's literally that's literally how the week started, and I'm just sitting there in my chair, thinking, "Oh God, this is it. This is this is exactly how the worst week in the worst term goes. It starts like this, <laughs> and then it got better and better and better and better and better, and." The students were all adorable, like genuinely adorable. And they were absolutely pumped that it was Christmas. Like, I cannot explain to you how excited they were that it was Christmas. Like, two of them came in dressed as elves. Now, Amazing. to put that into context, two 16-year-old boys came into college dressed as elves. They travelled in on the train dressed as elves. They came to college dressed as elves. Amazing. Think about that when you were 16. Think about the people you were trying to impress when you were 16. And think about whether being dressed as an elf would have worked. Okay, so they got fully into it. We did loads of fun Christmas activities. And um, <clears throat> and one of them gave me a card. I got I got three cards. Two of them were nice. Uh, one of them was <laughs> questionable. And it goes, uh, Dear Mr. B, you're another lecturer who always makes me laugh in his lessons. I'm like... Not sure that that's a good thing. <laughs> right. So, yeah, your lessons are really funny. I was like, cool. Nothing about them being informative, just funny. <laughs> um, <clears throat> and then he goes, hope you have a really Merry Christmas. P.S. Thank you so much for making me believe in myself this year, both physically and mentally. Wow. And, uh, and I was just like, Jesus Christ, this is amazing. And, um, yeah, and it was it was just awesome. It was it was really cool. And then this morning we had um, our staff awards for the term, and I won an award for innovation in teaching practice. Yeah, it's your boy, Mister B, a fucking reigning defending champ. Yeah. So what was a substandard start to the week in what is definitely a substandard term. <laughs> <laughs> actually turned really positive and that's really cool that's uh, really cool. Really, just just a really like positive outcome and it, it made me because because we talked like, last time we were chatting before recording i was telling you like how i'm just not sure that this age group or this this setup is right for me that maybe i need to look at working with a different age group and and you were kind of really supportive but you know this last week has been really encouraging and made me think like, come on, you can definitely get through the year again. Um, and so, yeah, it's, it's been a very positive end to the. Nice. To the... I'm glad that happened. You deserved a fucking break. <clears throat> but I mean, have you had, have you had any from the classroom stuff for this one? Um, I just had like a, it was just a, it's a, like teaching early, like the, the younger years, Christmas is just like the most magical build up. And I always make sure we do like elf on a shelf stuff in the classroom. And oh, like, just... mate, your elf's a prick. <laughs> yeah. I'm watching the updates. Your elf's an absolute prick. Yeah. So I make sure we do all that stuff and just kind of like, <clears throat> um, what I try and make sure that I do at Christmas is just kind of let the girls know that I'm going to miss them too. Because a lot of them are like, 
I'm going to miss you so much. Because for them, like two weeks, they've got no concept of two weeks. They just know that they're not going to see me for a while. Uh-huh. So just letting them know that like, hey, it's going to be fine. And just kind of like let, guiding them through that experience is quite nice. So I've, I've like nothing <clears throat> crazy to report. It's just been um, just really positive, like from everybody. Obviously, this is a new school. And I've just been getting a lot of like really nice feedback and people have just been very supportive. And I think that without like sounding arrogant, I think that I was exactly the person that they needed to hire. They needed someone fresh and they needed someone who had new ideas because a lot of not that the school's bad, the school's really good. It just needs it needs updating. Like there are just yeah. certain things that I've obviously come in with fresh eyes and gone, wait, why are we doing that when we can just do this? And they go, oh, of course. Yeah. So you know, just sometimes having those fresh eyes in and someone who's willing to kind of go out on a bit of a limb and say, yeah, I think we could try this instead. And, I, you know, I don't mind falling flat on my face to try something. So, um, yeah. Can you, really... can you just give me a rundown of some of the things that your little prick elf has done so far this yeah. this uh, December? So he started off coming in and we decided that the elf was going to be nice. So he brought us into like two boxes of chocolates for me and my L.A., and then on day two, the boxes were empty. He'd, he had eaten all the chocolate, which obviously, that was my favorite one because it wasn't the elf eating the chocolates, baby. <laughs> so, they, you gluttonous fool. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, it was the best. I came home to my wife. I was like, we have got one night to eat all these chocolates. Oh, no. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> um, yeah, he did that. Uh, what else did he do? I've got a number line where I've got all the numbers from 1 to 20 and he mixed up all the numbers, which the girls were like, oh my God. Um, I've got a treasure chest in my room that I keep locked all year. And I li- at this point, I only have it in the room because the girls like, what's in there? And I'm at treasure. But I never let them look in it ever. It's locked. So much. I love this so much. What's in it? Nothing normally. <laughs> Just it's just an empty box. But what I what so, I've been doing I'm is so disappointed. Is, is I put what I did at the beginning of this year is I put in uh, a couple of acorns because there's an acorn tree outside. So when they shake it, they they can hear something inside, which is just like the conspiracy theories I hear about what they think is in that chest is just something else. Like, it's so funny. Do you ever show them? So what I did is this year. Um, the elf was trying to make up for something that he had done because he destroyed their work, which actually was he just misplaced it and then brought it back the next day. Um, and to say sorry, he filled the treasure chest with chocolate gold coins. So um, he was ho- when they came in, he was holding the like key to the treasure chest. So I took the key, unlocked it, and then there was the gold coins. And the girls were like, oh, my God, how could you ever do that? And I was like, right, girls, I can't eat all these, so we'll share them. So they were just like over the moon happy. Um, <clears throat> what else they did? All the girls brought in Christmas cards, um, and they put them in this like post box that we made in the corner of the room. And then I just I just vanished the post box. So I just made the post boxes <laughs> do with all their cards. And they're like, no, like, I spent so long writing those. Um, it's kind of funny doing that because you have to really toe the line between this is something that's bad and I'm not happy about it, but you have to almost let them in on the joke a little bit. Do you know what I mean? Like they're so young that if I came in hard, like I'm so upset these cards are missing. This post box has been gone. I want this elf out of here. I'm so angry. They would go, oh my God, this is awful. Whereas I have to kind of like almost like play angry. So they know that I'm upset, but they know that it's not real. Does that make sense? It's kind of like, it's a very like weird thing that I've had to get right. And I've seen it go wrong before. I've seen people do it wrong before and it's not, it's not anything like too awful, but 
Um, yeah, it, it, it was it's something that you've got to toe the line. But yeah, it was just like little, little things like that. And then he and then on the last day, he had an apology letter and said that he was very sorry. And he brought back all the cars. And the way I did that was great. So um, outside, I can pull all the blinds down uh, for my for my outside door. So I pulled all the blinds down. And I just got my uh, so I got another teacher to run around and bang on the door and then leave the post box there. And because me and my L.A. were in the room. They didn't suspect anything because they were like, well, yeah, my like my two teachers were already in the room. So who else could it have been other than Santa? <laughs> so they were like, oh, my God, I think Santa left it. And I was like, right, let's get our coats and go and see if we can find him. So that we went for like 20 minutes to go and see if we could spot him anywhere. It's just funny, man. They, they would just believe their own like hype. They would just be like, I think I saw him over there. And they'll all just run over there. And I was like, I know for a fact you haven't seen anyone. But they were just like, you know, they'll just spin themselves into a little circle and just be so excited that you know i haven't got to do anything else so yeah it was a lot of fun man and that like the christmas week build-up is always really uh exciting as a teacher because um you know that it matters to them you know that this is a happy point of the year and obviously it's like it's dark when we're leaving and it's a bit cold and the girls are tired but because you have got that thing that we're all looking forward to you kind of bond over that christmas is very much a bonding experience in definitely the earlier years because you're all excited for the same thing. It rarely happens that way. Um, so, yeah, it's been really nice. It's been a really nice couple of weeks. Um, I'm gutted my LA has moved. I was about to say moved on, which sounds like she died. She didn't die. She's moved to a nursery. So she's going to a nursery oh, now. Oh, really? She's she, a new LA. So I'm, good, I'm getting a new LA. This, the LA that I just had, was no joke, by far and away, the best LA I've ever worked with. She was incredible. Incredible. She was super kind, super honest. She could be a teacher. She honestly could be a teacher. She's just deciding to go a slightly different route for now. But yeah, uh, it's going to be interesting to see how easy I find it next term with a brand new LA because she was so good. I'm going to see if one day she'll come on this because I think that she'd be great on this. But um, she was so, so good. So I'm gutted to leave. So gutted to see her leave. But hopefully this new LA that comes in is going to be awesome. Oh, man. Well, listen, that's a, that's a really sweet end to that episode because mm-hmm. um, I had worried about dragging it down into the into the depths <laughs> of despair. Um, no, that was that was a really sweet kind of from the classroom and a good way to kind of wrap it up, I think. Yeah, um, I agree. So, yeah, thank you for listening, everybody. Uh, as always, uh, we hope you have enjoyed it. Um, and if you haven't, well, then tough. Um if you need to get in touch with us, please do drop us a line. Uh, as Mr. T mentioned before, you can email us at uh, you can email us in at break at gmail.com or you can at us on Twitter at in at break. Um, and then, yeah, like and subscribe to the podcast and review it if you uh, if you would. That would be lovely as well. Thank you, guys. Hope you have an amazing Christmas and we will see you soon. Bye. This is the fun part. We'd love to hear from you. Comments and questions are most welcome. Every month, we're going to answer questions from listeners in one special episode. So you can send your questions in to inatbreak at gmail.com. And if you're enjoying the show, then please subscribe. Maybe you could even tell a friend. Or maybe you could even give us a little follow on Twitter. At inatbreak. Or follow us on Instagram. Also, at inatbreak. See you next time. Bye.